Forwarding in progress. All right, welcome. Here we are, August 26th, Thursday, 2021. Welcome to the Best Music Producer Podcast. And uh, we have special guest tonight, Mark DivPro. Um, welcome, Mark. Thank you for being, being you here. having me. No Excited. problem, man. So Mark makes like uh, electronic, I don't know, how would you describe your, your genre? I mean, I just say club music because like to me and I'm sure to everyone else, club music is a very broad term, but yeah. like I don't really make one style of club music and like every new thing I do is like, I don't know, I get tired of like making the same style of music basically. So like I just try and make stuff that like is kind of danceable in a way. Um, nice. Yeah. But I'll, yeah, that's kind of just, <laughs> I try to make it interesting and danceable and that's about those are like my two main goals. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. Like I, every, everything I've heard from you, I would love to hear like in output or in, you know, just like in a club with like really good speakers. That's and, kind of, yeah, that's what my music is made for. It's like a big speaker system, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And it, yeah, it kind of sucks that we haven't been able to get into the, any clubs the past several years, but uh, you know, hopefully clubs can open up. And what are, are there any good, um, what clubs do you like in New York? Uh, I've only been out a couple times. The only two clubs I've been to in New York are um, Nowadays and Basement. Um, and Nowadays is more of like, uh, kind of like a big lops style, like warehouse thing with like a bar and then like a dance area, like a dance floor, like on the far end of it. Um, mm. But it's really nice. Like the vibe is really good. Um, the speaker system is really nice. Um, the bar area is really nice. And they have this like super huge outdoor bar area as well. Um, so that place is cool. I've seen a couple of good nights there. And then the other weekend I went to this place called Basement, which I don't know if you've ever heard of Knockdown Center um but that's in like ridgewood kind of like bushwick area huh. uh, saw this guy he's like a detroit legend named um dj stingray and he always wears uh a detroit lions or sorry a detroit tigers baseball jersey with like a detroit tigers um sweatband and it's huh. and just plays like the most like banging electro like classic detroit sounding like, I mean, I'll, there's probably a bunch of new stuff in place too, but like, I don't know. The, when I when I went and saw him, it was like a bunch of like techno, just like boom, boom, boom. And then like it, the vibe completely changed when he came on and everyone was just like going crazy. So, but that was, yeah, basement is cool. It's like literally in the basement of this place. And it's like, I don't know, kind of dungeon looking like. Oh, nice. Yeah, good see, good secret system there. I think they have a functional set of Nice. How, how were the clubs here? Um, I'm sure the clubs in London were really off the Yeah, I, I haven't really been out much here since, you know, it's only really opened up like recently. Yeah, yeah. And you just moved, when did you move to New York? I moved in March of 2020. So like right as the pandemic started. Oh, right when the pandemic, yeah, you were you were so, locked down with Marco, how we met, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there was like <laughs> nothing. Um, but like compared, I mean, I was out a lot in London um, and there's a lot of really cool clubs in London. Um, there's a lot like London is like cool because it's super varied like there's little tiny clubs 
um, that are like family run. Uh, and there's also like the big mega clubs. Wow. But like some of my favorite stuff was at like a couple fairly close to where I live in South London. Um, couple of clubs that were like pretty close to each other too, actually. Um, that were like pretty small, like not tiny, but like 200 capacity, um, which is like, I don't know, I, I kind of like that club size because like when there's like a ton of people, like 500 plus, you can, it's kind of like big and you kind of like, I don't know, it feels more like a concert, I guess. Yeah, when yeah. it's like more like small, you feel like the energy and you're like right there with like the DJ is like right there and everyone's like, I don't know. It's more of like a community vibe rather than like a big like concert vibe, I guess. Yeah, I, I like those venues more too. Yeah. So yeah, for club music and even for shows, you know, it's like more intimate. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of all the big venue stuff I went to is like has been kind of trash, you know. Even yeah, concerts. that's just like like you can only do so much in terms of like like getting involved with the crowd and like feeling the energy. It's like either there's like everyone's cheering, like yelling there, or like there's just people are just standing around. Um, but like with the small venues, it's like you're, you know, everyone's right up there. So like, I don't know, you feel the energy is like, it can spread more quickly, I think. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it's like more intimate and it's more like, yeah. Yeah. Like you can feel the vibe of the people and you can, yeah, yeah. it feels like the community, you know, the community of people are like together. And I remember when Output, Output was the famous club in New York, right? That closed. I think so. I, I've heard of that. Yeah, that was like, I had, I mean, I've been to a few clubs here, like 2014, 15. And I, I went to Output a few times and that just blew me away. It, was, it wasn't too small, it wasn't too big, but the speaker system was amazing. And it was just, I don't know, it like looked like, it looked like a laser tag place inside kind of, you know, it looked like the matrix or something, you know, like the club in the matrix. <laughs> so. Yeah, that sounds cool. No, I've, I've definitely heard stuff about output and how it was cool, but I don't, I, I think it was like the ownership changed or something. And then, no, that stuff. Yeah, really it's a shame it shut down. I wish I hope a new one opens. Yeah. Similar. But, but um, hey, definitely uh, looking out to looking forward to getting out more though, seeing like other no, clubs. for sure. Yeah, let me know other any any uh, shows you go to or whatever. Nice, yeah. check out some uh yeah i love going to dance music or just because just based on the music you make i know you have a really good taste which is yeah, like, definitely, i'm not gonna go out to a club if i like don't think it's gonna be a good night like in terms of the music um, yeah no no like i know that your work is like a really you know really high standard and um thank you that's what i appreciate about your work like every, literally everything i've heard is a banger and you know, I don't listen to too much like other people's stuff other than my friends, but it's like, yeah, man. Like when I first heard your stuff from Marco and Marco was like, yo, you got to check out my roommate's stuff. And I listened to it. And I was like, oh shit, this is, this is really fucking good. You know? Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No, no, no problem, man. I want to know like, what are, what are some of your biggest like influences? What, like, how did you, uh, yeah, like, what, what, what do you, do you love? They all sort of like, varied over the years but i guess you know in a way they all kind of coagulate um but like 
when I was first getting into electronic music, I was listening to a lot of just like techno. Um, a lot of this label called Lies, which I think, I mean, I know it's like it used to be a, a, like a New York label, but I think the guy moved to like Paris or something. But um, like that dude Tariq, that that release, that that why 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 whatever. Um, that's uh. a release. Um, but like getting into that label and like some other stuff, like old Detroit stuff, and you know, random like. There's another label called RNS, which uh, is doing like has like some of the big like Apex Twin releases and whatever. So like get basically like you know getting into to techno and stuff. Hello, feel free. This is just my roommate. Oh no worries, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, like yeah that sort of music but then like after i got into that i sort of like branched out um after just like getting more into it and then discovering that there was like a whole world of like all this electronic music that is mostly just like small independent artists but like mm. it's like a giant web that like breaks out and there's just like a ton of people making like crazy music um mm like just small followings or like just you know community people but like making some of the best music that i've ever heard um so that like and like basically like making their own genres and stuff like that like so much of the music that i've gotten into like over the past few years it's like stuff that i couldn't describe the genre of it without describing like multiple genres mm. that's that was like to me going from like techno into like more of the club music i make now mm is like what I was most inspired by was stuff that like, I can't even, I don't know how to describe this music. Um, mm. And that was like kind of what I wanted to make. Cause like, I don't have too many influences to want to just make one thing. No, for sure. I feel like that, that happens when you're producing and you get to a certain level and it's like, you're, you know, you're creating, we're creating the next thing, you know, artists who are really following the flow Right. Kind of, they can't kind of describe what they're making because it's something new and maybe people can describe it in whatever 10 20 years but right now we don't know the name for it yeah. you know yeah and then and also like djing i think is because uh, mm. like before i was really even like seriously making music i i, I not really was I wasn't really seriously djing but i like picked it up it just has a, like a result of enjoying like electronic music and dance yeah. music, music and like just finding a new way to enjoy it yeah. and then through DJing you like you know you start looking for more music to DJ and whatnot and then you just pick up so many influences through that um and hearing it all in sound systems and being like oh this is like, like this this bass affects my body this way and this type of bass, bass does this thing and whatnot so like I think DJing also has played a huge influence on music I make mm. did you did you DJ? That, that makes a lot of sense did you dj before you came to new york Were yeah you DJing a lot? so back in arizona um, where i went to did my undergrad um that's pretty much where i got into like techno and stuff and made friends that had like started doing like nights and were into electronic music stuff nice. um, and before i actually even played like a dj set i was playing live like just off of my like machines and like 
my hardware. Oh, nice. Um, and it was just sort of like making like little DJ mixes, like just to post on the internet and whatnot. Oh, um, cool. And then like eventually got into playing DJ sets. Like when, I don't know if you've ever met Michael Cole, but um, Who? another friend, Michael Cole, and he used to live with Marco actually. Um, but I think so. Cause the yeah, other Marco had two roommates, right? Yeah. Michael and Michael. <laughs> at, at yeah. The time. Um, okay. But uh, he started this thing in Arizona called Grid Search, which was like, basically, it was kind of like started as a label, but turned more into like a club night, but like more of like an underground like rave night, because it wasn't really ever at clubs as much as like we found spots to do it at like warehouses or like random things, set up a speaker system in there and um, have like a club night. But he was doing like, some really cool stuff that honestly like after being in new york and london like some of my favorite nights were still like those mm. um, but like that because since he was like a good friend we were both sort of like like helping each other out like in terms of navigating that like i was playing a lot of those and that's where i like really got comfortable and like playing live like mm. just those um then I went to London and like DJed a little bit and like started throwing my own club nights. Mm. Um, and, but most of the club nights I threw were just booking other people. Um, and then, but since coming here, obviously I haven't really <laughs> done anything live or anything like that, but still like making DJ mixes on, for the internet and whatnot. Nice. Yeah. And I think um, everything you said about like, getting into the niches of electronic music. Cause when I started making beats, I first started making techno beats too. Like I was in a metal band and then I started, I don't know, me and my friends were in a techno phase in high school and we're like, all right, you know? And I was like, oh, I should be able to make this stuff. I was just making metal. I was just making other stuff. I should, <laughs> should be able to figure this out. And I got like these two Korg machines with a tube in them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had one. That was like my first piece of gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, I had one of them, the yeah, red one. I had the sampler, yeah, yeah, the red one. Yeah. Um, the ER, no, the ES one, right? Yeah, that one, and I had a micro Korg synthesizer. No, that ES one was, that ES one was good. I liked that thing. It just like, yeah, it was kind of limited in terms of what it could do, but it sounded good and you could do some cool stuff on it. It did. Like, I, I mean, I couldn't tell because it was like my first, I mean, I remember it sounded good, but it was the first piece of gear. So it's like, you don't yeah. really know, like, and then I wanted to start making rap. So I was like, I was making the beats on that and recording it into GarageBand nice. without quantizing it. But <laughs> no, but no, but like techno, like I would get into like, I was, I don't know what I was into, like a Euro or a hard style, you know, okay. like these older, these mid, mid 2000s. I see. You know, you know? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, it like goes into like a, it goes in niches. It goes into super niches. That's and it's I'm, like- That's what I'm saying is like all of this electronic music is like, they're tiny little like sub niches of everything. And then even if those there's like, people are still, I don't know, people are trying some crazy stuff. That's what's awesome about it because I feel like in hip hop and in rap, what I've been in for so long, it's like, you know, people just trying to kind of copy whatever's popular, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's stupid. You know, <laughs> I get that like all the time at the studio. Like, 
I can't tell you how many times I'll like go on YouTube and look up a type beat and be like, oh, I've heard this one like five times. <laughs> Give me a type beat, yeah, yeah. But it's like, why are we doing? Why are we doing that? You know, it's like you look at dance club music, for example, and you go into these niche niches, and now we're seeing with all the the super niche marketing you can do, like you can really sustain yourself as an artist on a niche niche, you know? And honestly, I think that some of like the most boundary pushing music comes out of like that sort of stuff. Just people I agree. find new things. And like, I think it's it, one of the beauties of like electronic sound as a medium is that like the possibilities are kind of endless. Like in terms of like versus instruments or like really even in terms of like hip hop because obviously there's a ton of cool people doing hip hop that is like making crazy music that you know hasn't been done before um not enough probably <laughs> but um where was my point oh but like when you're sort of limited by like you have to have a vocalist and you have to like hear the vocals and stuff yeah has to sound like a song or whatever then like it, it it kind of like you know can hold not hold you back but like it's it's limiting to to producers or like artists you know exactly and like even being a producer it's like sometimes i don't want rappers to rap on the whole beat it's like yo yo chill let it <laughs> let it breathe you know it's like sometimes rappers think they need to do the whole thing and it's not necessary and i i i feel like with my stuff i try to like incorporate like I don't know, recent stuff I just released, I thought it wasn't done because of my hip hop mentality, but I go back and listen to it. I got like lyrics here and then a bunch of instrumental parts and it's like nine minutes long. I'm like, no, no, it's done. It's good. You know, it doesn't have to adhere to the mainstream. Right, exactly. Honestly, one, like a genre that I think in terms of like hip hop, if you could really call it that, um, that, that did some crazy stuff in terms of like lyrics, but like also the production on it was grime. Um, huh. Never listened to much grime, but like a lot of it is like really producer centric. Like you'll have the producers and it's featuring the lyric, like the, the, the vocalist. Like, hmm. so it's like the grime producers have like as much clout as like except for maybe like Skepta or Wiley or whatever, but like both Skepta and Wiley started out as producers also. Wow. So okay. Like, there Wait, was so, like, the, so the grime scene in London you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are like producers, kind of like the drill beats, but I think I've heard some of it. But is that it, correct? It, or? It, it, it's 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 closer, honestly, to like dubstep and garage. Like okay, it it, it basically came out of like garage music. Um, okay. I don't know, like, if you're too familiar with that, but like, they were That's basically so like, it, which itself kind of came out of dub music. It's all sort of like, like, okay. kind of comes out of like the, the Caribbean and like ah. that sort of music that made its way from the people there that moved up to the UK. Wow. Like from like dub reggae stuff, yep. putting that in like a more like taking the the, the bass and like kick patterns and stuff like that but mm. eventually that all sort of like branched out into like people sort of doing like reggae style vocals on like dance music mm. and from there it went into like grime which is where it got more of like the hip-hop influence of like america and whatnot 
Mm. You know, like a little bit of a darker sound, more edgy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But like that whole movement and the evolution of that, I think has some of the craziest like production um, that I've ever heard, honestly. Like some of the most inspiring stuff and stuff that would like kill a dance floor. Like people would, like go crazy for it. Um, so I think like, I don't know. The possibilities really are endless, I think. Just like people people feel held back by what they think people will listen to and like what they think will do well or whatever. No, for sure. I think, yeah, it's like you got to listen to your own heart and what what's what's guiding you, you know, what's moving you to to kind of create what um you know, like like be authentic with it. Like me, I feel like music is like medicine and like therapy. So it's like you need something. Like I feel like when I'm making something, I, whatever I'm making, like I need it. You know, it's like yeah. food. You know, yeah, that's like why. Therapy. That's like why I got into making music. Was like all so many times I would hear stuff and I'm like, I need more of that. Like, yeah. like I can't find any more of that. I'm gonna have to be the one that like does it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's not enough of that. I need, yo, that's crazy because I've been thinking about that for a while and inside my intuition has been telling me like, yo, you need to make this type of music. You need this. Like, I like this really chill kind of like, you know, with like dolphin sounds and with stuff in it. I, I like need that stuff and I want to make albums of it. I have a few songs of it. And, and then this other vision I've been having, but it's like, exactly, man. It's like, there's not enough of this type of music and I'm, I'm, I need this and I'm, I'm being nourished by it. And I, we're, we're in on the forefront of like, you know, like whatever the intuition, the spirit is telling us like, yo, people need this, you know, like people are going to need that in the future. You know, like the stuff that's popular now was like, uh, you know, like, I like, I don't know if I'm explaining properly, but like, yeah, no, I mean, it's like a, it's like a taste thing too. Like, I yeah. Like, your intuition i guess with that is driven by like your taste yeah like i don't know you're you're always following like taste in music that you because you're never going to make something that like you're like "Eh, not really my thing like yeah (laughs) like you're always going to make something that like you feel is you yeah when you when you think that that like other people will resonate with that then i don't know i guess it helps when you definitely like have friends or like community of people that like that are also making music and then you're like oh this is like there's sort of a collective taste that yeah. we all share mm-hmm. um it, like it's all bouncing back um but that's another thing i like i think is amazing about like the electronic music community is that like going from arizona to london back to new york like I know so many people that like know each other just like randomly mm-hmm. a friend of mine in Arizona just happened to like run into this dude that like I met through some other friends in London he's from mm-hmm. Italy and like we didn't even know each other and like I met him and like just found out randomly I'm like oh wait you know blah 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 and like now we're like we, we started like a club night together after that like, oh nice and then like through that you realize that like everyone in London kind of knows each other like these communities are like pretty small and like very online and like or 
always sharing stuff like constantly it's Uh. like I don't know it that's another thing that just like drives me and also like inspires me and causes me to like want to do what I do nice that's that's great and I feel like that that's giving me more clarity too just with my personal stuff like get in the community of you know, stick around the people who appreciate what you're doing and you appreciate what the other people are doing. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, it, it grows in itself. And it's like, that's the most important to make the stuff that you really feel like your taste, you know, the stuff that you really need yeah. and your community needs. And that's the stuff that lasts. You know, if you're trying, yeah. if you're, if you're not like being authentic with what you're creating, it's not going to last. And then you'll look back on it and be like, I regret you know Honestly, kind of like a sad thing of like i think because hip-hop since it's like in the mainstream so much like the, the people's thought of success in hip-hop is like being rich and famous like i want to make the next hit record um, but that yeah. causes so many people to just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. um but with like electronic music since it's like mainly just community support and like Obviously you can get big, but like, even like some of the biggest producers that I'm into are like only so big, like an average person still wouldn't know who they are. And so there's not like, there's not the incentive of like, oh, I got to make the next hit record that'll sell that. Like, it's just like people are just still just doing what they think is cool. And like through the support of the community or whatever, it's like, that can be successful in its own way. It's like, yeah, you, you like when someone just plays one of my tracks and they, their DJ mix, like, I don't really get anything out of that other than like the satisfaction of knowing that they enjoyed it, like enough to want to like play it. And that to me is enough. Like, I think that's so sick. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, that's a huge and great point that keeps, that keeps it pure, you know, like that's, that's what my series, that's what the, how to make a banger series is all about. It's like, yeah. Exactly. keeping the purity you know like in the mainstream it's so lost yeah. and it's so and people who are in it lose their compass you know but i like talking about the electronic niches because people keep the purity and that's the most right. important thing over yeah. anything you know 100 percent, yeah i completely agree with that and it's like and yeah like i'm saying like music is medicine but the medicine is only good if it's pure, you know, yeah. it's like good medicine. It's not like shitty yeah. CVS coldies or whatever, the <laughs> Theraflu, you know, it's like, you know, yo, you need the herbs and you need like the, dis- you need the potent, like purist yeah. distilled, like as producers, I feel like we're wizards and like whatever, like we're, we're, we're alchemists. We're like supposed to like distill it to its best yeah. thing, it's, you know, cause it's, really, it's, we're, really, you know, it's like, sound frequencies like vibrations in the air that's what i honestly i think is like one of the most amazing things about music i guess really any art in general is that like like our brains are just somehow some way like designed to where like a certain set of frequencies just match up in a certain way we're like oh that's good and like you know, you go to a dance floor, like like a club, and like it's literally just like these cones that are just vibrating. Yep. And that's making us go crazy. Like, like it, that to me is amazing, honestly. Like, 
It's amazing. And it's vibrating through your whole body. And it's like, you know, like, like the chanting that we do sometimes, you know, it's like, that's going in your body, the, the Nami Horenge Kyo and the, the music and all the sounds that you hear, you're, these police sirens I'm hearing right now, it's like, you're eating everything. Like, we're not just eating food, yeah. we're eating what we're watching, what we're seeing on our phone. And especially we're eating sounds and music because we're vibrational, you know, it's like we're atoms that are vibrating, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, I don't even know how to, how to go on from that. You said it very well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like, we can just harness like this, phenomenon of physics yeah and like use it use it for our own like not only even satisfaction but like it can get like real feelings from it like yeah it can cause like real like emotion or like other strong feelings to come out and it's like you're literally just listening to something vibrating in your ears but great i mean granted at the club you know it's like it sound is a very physical force like you you know you very much feel it um but like yeah i think that's crazy absolutely that's part of why i do what i do <laughs> no it's 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 amazing when you think about it you know when you think about and just our mission as music producers like it's super important you know like without the without the producer without the beat there's nothing you know <laughs> Definitely, no. You know, and yeah, thinking about the power we have to harness and and the fact that people give that away kind of just to make trash for, to try to get on the mainstream, you know, it's like, whatever, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking that. Like I want to, whatever, I want to make a lot of money too. Right. Stuff that's played a lot, but I feel like you can do both. I feel like you can, I feel like whoever like makes the purest stuff, who makes the best stuff, eventually is recognized. All the best artists are recognized, you know. Definitely. And that's what it like lasts. Yeah, it lasts. I mean now, like you hear so much of this hip hop that's like a hit record one day and you just know like that's not gonna they're not gonna be relevant in five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then I don't know, like other hip hop, like you go back and listen to I don't know, ASAP Ferg's first album. And yeah. it's still bangs, like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, um, sure. or like, you know, Kanye stuff or whatever yeah. hip hop world. That like we're just doing new stuff that like was just very authentic to them. Yeah. But like same same in the electronic music world, like you know. Yeah, the, the electronic music world really shows a good example of how to like yeah, like get in, get into the niches, and like realize that that's that's really where the value is. That's kind of what I had an epiphany recently about that, and that's where I'm going. And sometimes it's hard to find your niche. It's like, what is my niche? Who is my person who listens to my music? But it's like, what I found is you need to kind of combine everything that you like together, and show yourself doing it consistently, and you'll kind of gain traction. Like I like a lot of like alternate history theories and stuff like that. And I've been doing videos and put my music underneath it. And that's a way I'm getting my music to other people. And 
I'm finding more like conscious rappers that I'm aligning with on certain things. And it's interesting, but I, re I realize when I, when I'm like, all right, hip hop can be like the electronic world, you know, you can go and there's always people for every taste, you know, it's really hopeful. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's a great point. And there is someone for like literally everything. Yeah. So every, Every Someone out there is probably going to like it. <laughs> Someone needs your stuff. And it's like, you just have to keep making it and be <sighs> consistent with it. And it's like the people, everything, the people will find you, you will find the people with how the algorithms work with YouTube and Instagram and, and everything. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it comes together, you know, when you're, when you're seeking it out. Definitely. But what, what type of, um, what do you do to get in the zone? Like, what's your, what's your process? Do you do it? Do you work in the morning or evening or? See, I like lately. So I'm like currently making an EP right now. And I've found that mostly been the most productive when it's like, like one or 2 AM. And I'm just like, just vibing off of the end of my day. Like, I've already probably played some video games, watched some TV, whatever. And then I just kind of get like, kind of bored of that. And then I just like smoke some weed and then just sit down and open up my laptop and turn on my gear and just like, see what happens, you know? Nice. Um, but like, I th like, I used to, much prefer working on speakers um, to headphones hmm. just because you can like push air and like you feel the bass and stuff like that turn up loud but in my current living situation like the floors and ceilings are like so thin oh, no. I can't really turn these out with loud without me just like like I don't even know if my neighbors really care but I feel like so self-conscious about it that I like get in my own head about it yeah yeah and, and I like and that just kind of stops me like completely in my tracks um mm. it'll make me like kind of turn stuff down and then stuff just doesn't really sound good when it's like quiet yeah yeah you want it to like knock yeah you, you gotta like, feel it yeah it's just quiet you're like is this knocking i can't tell yeah yeah so but you know what i did do is i got i remember you recommended these Oh yeah, those are super good. And yeah. I was finally like, you know what? I'm gonna do it because uh, I was a dummy and left the other pair of headphones that I had at the studio, and they got messed up. Hmm. Um, so I was like, you know, I need to get a new pair of headphones. Let's get these, and they've been like, they're so good. They they sound like they're really like the way I describe it is like intuitive sound, like you when you do something like you get what you get what you did to that like yeah it. it's the like, same and, yeah so like they're really accurate and but the, they do like you know you can feel stuff with them like i don't know yeah they hit so, too and like it's like yeah like when i go back and forth between those and the speakers at this point i can't tell the difference you know right like you know what you're going to get out of the speakers when you like work at it yeah so but yeah, I've just been like at 2 a.m. or whatever, just put on the headphones and I sit in this little room with the, the, the colored light. Oh, nice. Just work on stuff. Um, 
mostly been using uh, my Digitact, the, the little sampler for the drums, just because it's like, in terms of like club music stuff, I kind of like just having the, the sequencer, mm. like drums, yeah. rather than like trying Ableton to like place things. I mean, it's kind of the exact same thing, but like, I don't know, just having little little like little lights that go across. Yeah, it's nicer. It's like on that just, thing. Like, you flick it and you just get what you're like, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Turn it off and turn the next one on. You're like, okay, that like I don't know. No, and exactly. Like, the way the way the drums sound out of it also like is it, it helps me. Like well, one thing I've noticed that like is that when I'm working in Ableton, hmm. Ableton is obviously like just a DAW, so you don't it doesn't have a sound really like yeah, you know, that's the problem with it. Yeah. Chain or whatever, but like for me, the effort of like opening up Ableton, loading up a chain, tweaking it, and then like it's just like I would rather just open, like turn on the Digitact and like crank the output, and then that's the sound. And like, yeah, I was telling you before, I'm literally just like running my computer output from Ableton into that. And so the master out is just my Digitact, like everything is running through the output. Um, mm. And it's like helped me so much um, in terms of like feeling like I'm actually getting like my, like the sound I want out of it versus like trying and Ableton to like make a master chain that like, I don't know. That, yeah, that, Ableton, I feel like I have to put so many like sound toys plugins on it. You know, it's like. I think also in Ableton, like I have like engineer brain that tells me like, oh, don't compress it too much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like don't. Don't put an overdrive on the master output. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> but it, with the box, like with the Digitac, I don't see any of that. Like okay. turning knobs and seeing what it sounds like. <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah. another thing I really like about this is that like it, it has like things that show you the levels and whatnot, but like there's no values on it. Like um I think maybe it's like a zero to one twenty-seven value on But it doesn't show you the numbers for like everything. It's just like a little like led fader that goes up and down so like you're just using your ears and just seeing what like that's the best man you're just feeling it yeah so i'm not looking at meters and ableton going like mm. yeah yeah <laughs> too loud. that one's too high <laughs> no yo i gotta get one of those things because i i resonate everything you're saying when you brought that over it was like game changer makes a whole sounds differently especially since i got rid of my machine my machine the machine too had a certain sound with the drums, which I liked, but it was kind of a hassle to print them into, I don't know. It was just like, I used it for so many years. It was like, okay, let me dump it and get something new. But yeah, this that thing, is really cool. thing. Like, yeah. you can, you can also use it as an audio interface and send eight channels individually into Ableton. So it could record everything. Um, like, you could print everything as individual channels in real time. On where? From the from the sampler to the computer. That's amazing. That's what. But or you can like, you can control everything from the computer, or you can just use it on its own as a standalone. Like, it's I don't know. It's a great piece of gear. And it's yeah. <laughs> no, that that's a great one because everything's like, especially with electronic and really all music, everything is about texture, you know, like that's what inspires me when I'm making something. I need my ambient Mexico city sounds or New York or ocean sounds and the texture of everything too, you know? 
Yeah, it's gonna have like that the vibe that you like. Yeah, like that's what we're always searching for. Like every producer, whether they know it or not, they try and capture the vibe. No, exactly. Yeah, this I think this because like I like really crunchy, like distorted sounds. And lately, I was have been going for more of like I think probably because like I'd gotten so into like engineering and started working in the studio and stuff. And like was getting way more into like super hi-fi 3d mixing like everything is all like i don't know you can see all the sounds in space and stuff okay. and like with this next release that i'm doing i've kind of wanted to like go back to what i was doing before which is like just really loud crunchy dance music with like overblown drums and stuff like that um, and it's hard to do that in just your computer I haven't really ever been able to like do that with just my computer. So it helps to have tools that can be Yeah. That kind of already color it without having yeah. to make exactly. an extra step. It's all about getting rid of steps, you know? Yes. <laughs> Cause I that's think. what, that's what will tire you out. You know, to start yeah. That's what will stop the flow. Cause if you have to make too many steps, like that's what I'm even found in now, like with even even tweaking some drums on Ableton with the push, it's like, I got to put too many things on it. And yeah. it's just, just too many options. Sometimes like less is better, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, that's, that was like the problem I was running into. Like, it's kind of just not really made that much music last year. And then like this year is kind of starting to get into it, but I was mostly just using my computer um, since I didn't really have my equipment for a while. Um, mm. And I was just having a hard time like getting the sound I wanted to like mm. out of it. I would just spend like so much time just going through sounds. And, like, Yo, tell know. me about it, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like now I've, and then on top of that, trying to like process them with like all these different plugins and stuff. But like, I, as I sort of trying to simplify it, I'm like, use the Digitach for like drums and stuff. And then on Ableton, like, like I'm pretty much just using like some reverbs and delays on the send tracks and like everything, like literally every track I do in Ableton, I just throw the overdrive, like, like the, the Ableton stock overdrive plugin um, and just okay. like make it how I want, because it sounds kind of similar to the, the, the Digitact overdrive, which like I pretty much crank on every single thing I do because it sounds so good. Um, and then that all run into like the Digitax output, like just sounds really like glued together and like it has a, a sound to it rather mm -hmm. than like me trying Ableton to like get everything to fit together somehow. So definitely, definitely helps to like have something that, yeah, like, like you said, colors the sound and like gets you a step closer. Yeah, no, for sure. It's like, well, now that I think about it, I mean, I've always wanted to rebuy the machine, the, the machine too, just to have it because it does have a certain sound. Every every piece of gear has some kind of sound, and it was easy for me to kind of tweak drums and make drums and chop samples and stuff real quick. But I, I definitely want the Digitech, but maybe the machine before when I get the budget up. But it's right. like, uh, yeah, it's like cutting down those that time and that brought me back to like, I remember 2018, I was making really simple beats. 
kind of just like drums in machine, two things in Ableton, some vocals and done, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you find so, every, yeah. I was going to say like, like right. when I was, when I was making like techno and stuff, it was pretty similar. Like, uh -huh. it was just like kick, uh, clap or snare, hi-hats, like maybe some toms or some other percussion, like a couple of synths and that was like it. And, mm. and like, it was honestly like so much easier for me in the music thing because I wasn't so concerned with like, oh, I need to like make this like crazy stuff. Like, I mean, I was like kind of, but it was different. Like I wasn't trying to like do anything other than just like use the equipment that I had. Like, yeah. To see what I got out of it. No, for sure. And yeah, like talking about all the options, like I was just on, I'm on Omnisphere. That's like one of my main synths I use, but there's just too many options. Yes, it's like, so many how options. can I cut down the options here? Cause I'm looking through stuff and I get tired <laughs> finding a bunch of shitty sounds that I don't want to hear, yet. you know? <laughs> what was that? They never have the preset that you actually want. Yeah, they never have it. It's like, how can they have so many shitty presets? Like there's some good presets, but it's like, ah, oh, I don't even want to make music after going through so many of these, you know? And I, I used to be so into like programming since like I used to get, I used to love doing that shit just, but now it's like, I don't know for like more of the sounds I'm interested in now. I'm like, I don't know if I want to like try and go through and like change all these oscillators and like, try and do some custom modulation with these envelopes and elements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would want it to be there and so I can just like do what I want to do with it. For sure. Where, yo, where, so what do you do for your sounds? Like your sounds are really like different. Like where do you get your sounds? What is, what's your process for your sounds if you don't use VSTs? It, well, I use VSTs. Um, like it depends on like this, like some of the stuff like that surge release was um like another example of like how using less is more um but i was like all the synth sounds on that came from this one synthesizer in reactor called laser bass which is mm. just a monophonic like bass synth but it's like additive synthesis so rather than like being a saw wave or something that you like filter off to make the sound it's mm. like, it's 324 sine wave oscillators that like are spread out across the frequency range to like make the harmonics and like rather than a filter it just like some of the oscillators get quieter or like or turned off or whatever mm. so like you're just basically controlling all these all these um frequencies across the spectrum and like making them do weird stuff and that's why it sounds like completely different than like every other synthesizer and i got really into that sound um, from like a, a couple different producers, mainly this one called like Gabor Lazar, because um, he was like the only one that was like really making like dance music that I really liked with it and like also experimental stuff. And so I sort of did my own thing with that. But other releases, it's mostly been like just samples, um, stuff I've sampled from like other music, stuff I get from like, you know, drum sample packs or like sometimes i'll like go and look up like rocks falling sample or something like that just, yeah yeah 
stuff that like I think some texture or like processing samples in reactor there's this really cool like I guess you could technically call it a sampler in reactor um called oh, what is it called oh. scanner s-k-a-n-e-r it basically has like LFOs, envelopes, and oscillators that like it, it scans across a sample. So you can make these like crazy textures by just going like. Uh, uh, so like the one of the last tracks I did, I was using a lot of that just to make these like weird, like alien kind of sounds. Um, so like Reactor is definitely a big source of where I get sounds. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's mostly just like for bass stuff. It's like random synths, I don't know, random samples, like 808s or mm. And then you run that through the Digitech. I've had, so I hadn't been before. I'd been okay. wanting to, um, because like through my other piece of gear, the machine drum, you can run, like they have like inputs. Uh, okay. Input basically just through like as an external input mixer thing but the digitag like it has inputs because it's a sampler obviously but mm. it didn't have that feature where you could just run it like in real time just like as an input through the main outs but they like just put an update for the os like a few months back where you can actually start doing that and i was like i had really wanted that for a while because i wanted like I wanted to start running other stuff through that, like in stereo. Mm. So when they finally did that, I finally started like messing around with like, this is exactly what I needed. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. That's dope, man. Um, what, when is the EP dropping? I don't even know. Actually. It's technically due in September. Which is okay. Um, but I don't know when, because they're making, it's a, like a split tape series. So like one side of the tape is an LA artist and one side of the tape is a non-LA artist because it's like an LA based label. Oh, okay. Um, Laura, which stands for Los Angeles Underground Rave Association. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, so once ever, whenever they get the music in and they make tapes out of it, do design for it, then you know, drop that eventually. So it probably would be like at least a month after I submit. Okay, cool. Nice. So everyone can look out, look out for that. I'll have links for all your stuff in the description. I don't have a title for any of the songs or anything. What was that? Because I still don't have a title for like anything yet. So oh, that's all right. It's just an EP in the works. And yeah. I wanted to ask, is there, was there any scene, techno scene or anything how was the music scene where you grew up what you grew up in texas right yeah so i grew up in lovewood texas which is like it's, it's basically just a college town okay um, but it's like not really a music scene there like people from there be like, oh lovewood's kind of great music scene but it's just because they've never been out of lovewood um mm. it's like you could find you know the, the dudes playing guitars in coffee shops oh, okay yeah find, like maybe an indie rocker here and there or like um maybe oh, country music 
There was yeah, yeah. I like Texas. Yeah, a lot of country, I bet, right? Um, other than that, like, you're out of luck pretty much. <laughs> okay. Like, no local music, really. Like, almost none. Okay. So, like, I, I, I'd been into music from, like, a very young age because, uh, like, I played piano since I was, like, in first grade. Um, oh, cool. Like, was into, like, singing and, like, got into playing guitar and stuff. Um, and, like, tried to start a band. Um, we had, like, one practice, and that was it. And so I, like, I had, like, been into music and, like, been wanting to make music. Um, it wasn't until I, like, went to Arizona um, and, like, found a bunch of other people that were, like, doing local music stuff there. Um, and eventually, like, found that there was, like, electronic music stuff, like, locally that people were doing. And, like, um, just more of, like, a community that, mm. that I actually, like, started making music and trying to get involved with it. So. Nice. That's awesome. But, yeah, you you've had music around you and been playing it for a while been in your system like yeah music is definitely it has always been a huge thing for me um my parents both like my dad like played saxophone my mom played piano but they were never like serious about it or like didn't really play it that much in adulthood but they had always been music lovers um but i guess they they never really like got super into it and I don't think they really realized that like starting me off and all this music stuff from a young kid would like <laughs> lead to where it has nice. I guess I didn't really either because I didn't go into college like planning on doing music or anything like that um, nice but, but yeah definitely like the more like once I got out of my hometown and then obviously like going to London was like huge because there's so much electronic music there uh, it was pretty big in Arizona, a lot of electronic? Not a lot, but okay. like, it was basically, like, I think the benefit of that was that, like, the community was very, like, you knew everyone. Like, yeah. Like, you knew everyone. So um, that's sort of how, like, a lot of cities that aren't, like, New York or L.A. are, I guess. Like, the communities are, like, fairly small. Okay. Which which is like not good for some reasons, like because, you know, it can get kind of gatekeepy and like the same, yeah, yeah. same stuff. Um, but it was also good in that, like, it was very easy to like meet people and like form networks and stuff like that. Yeah. But also there is this uh, a, a label that I've since released on, but, um, it's called Aesthetic House. There's a little sticker here, Aesthetic House. Um, okay, nice. <laughs> but uh, they, they're like a pretty successful in terms of like underground electronic music stuff um, labeled to come out of Arizona. Like when I went overseas to the UK, like people knew who they were, probably more than my friends in Arizona. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so like getting involved with them and like meeting people that came out of like that label and like that that was definitely a big influence and like very beneficial like okay these guys like know what they're doing um to someone like me who's like brand new 
in terms of like, oh, like trying to use it singing, just like trying to have a good time, but also like trying to like work my way up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was good to have like that example, I guess, of, like people that knew what they were doing and like had good taste and whatnot. Yeah. But also like through them, they booked some like some of the most amazing like gigs that I've been to and like some, like a festival, like like the, the leaders of it, like the heads of it, like were help, helping to book like this festival that happened in Tucson that had like some really amazing acts. Um, so like without them, I would have never even like seen some like really good music. Um, mm. which was like obviously hugely inspiring to someone who was like new at it and like had never heard anything like other than sort of just techno and whatnot so once again to the point that like community is huge nice yeah man um no the, the, yeah especially with the with electronic i think yeah the independent labels and stuff are super important as curating the taste and yeah you know kind of bringing that's how I, I find the stuff that you tell me just like you told me just through your soundcloud and i don't even use soundcloud anymore but i only use it to listen to your stuff <laughs> and like the stuff you listened you know that you recommend for me nice yeah like soundcloud is like people knock on soundcloud i guess because like soundcloud rap became a thing <laughs> which i guess is sort of like like what we were talking about earlier with a lot of people doing like the same sort of sounding stuff mm. uh, but like in both hip-hop and electronic music there's like you know communities and like artists that are doing crazy cool stuff that are like completely independent and they just like post the music on soundcloud or like yeah but like especially in electronic music like because it, it is fairly niche they have the advantage of like people like just happen to know each other through the internet on like SoundCloud or like Instagram or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Like on SoundCloud do like their likes or like mm. through people that follow them or whatever. Like you can just like spend so long just finding like really good new music. Um, it's a good way to find stuff with the reposting yeah, and with definitely. everything. I can't knock that. And I mean, in SoundCloud's algorithm is like pretty decent. Like, Hmm. Like I'll, show you new stuff yeah or like one time it showed like it showed me a song i made like like a like you if you like this song which is like so like because like labels will post um, your music on their page or whatever so it was like it had shown up as if i hadn't posted it but so it was like if you like this which is like my song then you might also like this so i was like okay let's let's see like if i like my own music then maybe i like this other music so yeah. I was like, oh yeah, some of this is like really good. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's that's dope. I'm I mean, I remember my piano teacher told me about SoundCloud before anyone even knew about it, like 2007. Uh, crazy. Was like, you gotta I, use the first time I ever sound. heard about SoundCloud was like 2013 or something like that. Mm. And like people still like weren't even really using it then. Yeah. I I had a friend who was like talking about like uploading music on SoundCloud. I was like like you can just put music on the internet free like that <laughs> yeah man like yeah wow that's cool <laughs> nice and yeah i mean just thinking about that too it's like one of my recent how to make a bangers is like how you there's always going to be the next thing of how people find music and how people 
kind of digest music. It's like, we can't go with what other, like it's going, it's like how we make the music is kind of how we have to put it out. Like what you feel is the, the most organic way. Like, you know, you, you have your SoundCloud thing and that's with your, your group and stuff. And um, it's like, yeah, it's like, and it's like, what's, so I'm always thinking about like, what's going to be the next thing. Like how, how will it, how will it, how's it going to move again? You know, like, like Instagram reels or I don't know, like, is there discord or what do you think? Where do you think it's going? How do you think people are going to digest new music? Do you think it's going to? Um, I mean, I think obviously like streaming is here to stay. Um, just because like it becomes so profitable for the companies that actually run it obviously not for the musicians that are you know having their music streams but like like streaming obviously like almost like it's pretty much just killed any sort of like music market where people buy music anymore mm. um, so people aren't really like searching for that as much in the mainstream i guess like but obviously like through streaming platforms there's algorithms stuff like that that also help people find music and that have all honestly helped me find music and mm. and so i think that honestly is going to be here for, for like until the foreseeable future it's yeah yeah crazy comes in that i honestly i don't even know what, what would um but other than that i mean yeah, I think everything is pretty much just being like algorithm driven at this point. Other than just word of mouth, like when you see your friend post on social media or something, and a song they like, or like when mm -hmm. I see a friend post like their music release or like a, a mix that they've made. Um, but in terms of like the general public, I think it's going to be like the streaming and algorithm stuff. <laughs> because that that's like the easiest way, I think. You don't really have to do much. You yeah. listen to the song and Spotify tells you, hey, try this one, and you do that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's gotten rid of kind of the digging aspect of like, I got to really dig, and I got to find the niches, and I got to find the good stuff. Like, it, it helps people find new stuff that they wouldn't have listened to otherwise, but it, it takes away, like, it takes away the effort that you might put in to, like, find more other, like, to find stuff also so like if you're just being like fed music that's not necessarily a bad thing right but yeah you might also like you might also just never look for music on your own <laughs> yeah that's what's happened to me kind of it's like i don't know no actually i mean i find stuff on instagram that's how i found the most recent artists that i really like mm. just just in the algorithm of people that i'm following and stuff but yeah, it's kind of like I miss that digging aspect of like when I was into the techno, when I was into the electronic heavy and I would like dig and I would like go on, I don't know, Beatport or something. I would go, I don't know, I would go to, I would go to like CD stores like where DJs would have mixes and they would right. give me mixes and it would show the original group, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how like a lot of this, like, like what I was, like I was saying earlier, like the SoundCloud, like when people post DJ mixes on the internet, like how I... Like I do that sometimes. Like I'll just post a track list. Mm. Uh, 
So if someone like likes the song and they want to listen to it alone, they can just go look and like, okay, it's this one. And then mm. that's how I found a lot of music actually. Uh, that's interesting. I'm, now I remember like what killed SoundCloud for me was they started limiting how much you could post. So oh, oh, yeah. you post everything on there and you have to start paying for it. So it's like, I yeah. feel like for me that destroyed it and I stopped putting stuff on there, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely an annoying thing for SoundCloud. Luckily, I haven't hit that limit yet and I don't really post very much music. So <laughs> I don't really make that much music. But you got a consistent rhythm too. Are you ever going to put your stuff on Spotify? I, I was looking for you earlier today and I was like, no, where's, where's Mark's stuff on Spotify? I want to. I, I mean, unless like a label releases my music to that, they want to put it on Spotify, then that's fine. But I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess it might help people that want to like find my, that want to listen to my music on a regular basis or something that like use Spotify primarily, but. I think because partly because I personally don't use Spotify and I I don't really like I don't really like it as a platform all that much. I am yeah. probably I don't really have any plans on putting it on Spotify. Hmm. Um, also it's like there's not really much to gain from it. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's like a few a few pennies or whatever. But I I put my music on SoundCloud and also Bandcamp. Oh you got Bandcamp. I love Bandcamp. Bandcamp is like the best. Um, yeah because people can support you like i've yeah people can just listen to music on Bandcamp. like you could just play it off the site if they want yeah. or, like you can just put it up for like most of my music is on there for like pay what you want so like if they want to pay zero dollars they can pay zero dollars like um that's what's dope about Bandcamp because you're gonna make that's what i whenever i'm promoting whatever people stream my album like i prefer if you go to Bandcamp and buy it because for twenty dollars for an yeah. album that's gonna yeah, take yeah you five years you have of streaming for like ten dollars and ten people buy it. That's a hundred dollars. Like you'll never get that from streaming unless you have like oh, you, yeah, that'll be like <laughs> ten years, you know. So that yeah, that's another nice thing about Bandcamp, but it just goes back to like people who aren't really buying music anymore. Uh, yeah, I, well, people who are in niches and I feel like who I feel that's the community thing. Like people in a community who appreciate it, they want to support each other. And also, like for for DJs, like you have to have the file to put it out, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't play a DJ, so like you can't DJ off of SoundCloud at an, in a club. Like you have to have either a record or a CD or a USB with tracks on. It. And the only yeah. way to do that is to like either buy the music or like find it somewhere else. Which like I don't know if you've ever used Soulseek. No, or, what's that? Um, Soulseek is like essentially just a file sharing service, but like it's really popular amongst like music nerds and like music like people that just like to collect music because there's like so much music on soul seek like they have like if i can't some find something on soul seek um then like either it's like new or it's like really niche <laughs> and like no one's uploaded it yet okay like, it's called like, soul seek soul seek oh, right cool. um but it's like you can find so much music on SoulSeek. Um, I guess it's technically like pirating music because you're just downloading what other people have uploaded. But like, you know, it's there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I mean, we grew up in the. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if someone wires. used to pirate my music off SoulSeek, I would. Yeah. I would in full, 
full permission to do that. No, for sure. Yeah, I it's think. like, but. no, me too. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, I would like you to support yeah. and buy. But a lot of, like, there's a huge community on SoulSeek, like, like, so many people. And what's funny about SoulSeek that I like is that whenever you download something, like, it shows who you downloaded it from and then it saves in like this big download section. Okay. And then like sometimes I'll like download an album and it turns out I've already downloaded something from that user before. And sometimes I like to see like what the variety is. Like sometimes it's like, okay, I downloaded the same three future albums from this one person. But it's like, oh, but I also like this other person I downloaded a future album, but also this like really obscure electronic thing. So it's like, it's funny to see how people like share your tastes just from like the music that they're sharing. Like you'll see like, like you can upload music too. So like you can see what other people are downloading from you or whatever. Oh, that's dope. Okay. It's, it's like SLSKnet. It's like SoulCQT or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. SLSKnet.org. Yeah, and then you just download this like computer app and like, okay, nice. Yeah, it's like the new the new Kazar profile. But then you can just like you just look up an artist like that's dope because especially for like sampling and stuff, it's nice to yeah. Like, and exactly like as a producer, when you want to have like something to sample or whatever. No, oh, for sure. Awesome, and you can, man. Like, you can like do do searches by like uh, file type. And you can search for like a boss list if you want. Like oh, that's dope. Yeah. Or wave or whatever. Or like mine's usually limited to just like a 320k MP3. Okay, nice. I don't have a boss list on my computer anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can like, yeah, you can see like the fidelity of the audio that you get. Oh, uh, that's dope. That's dope. Um. I think we want to wrap it up soon. I've been on here like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, time but, flies and we're having fun. Yeah, this has been awesome, man. Um, let's, um, you just you just dropped something or someone had it. You dropped, dropped like a mix, right? You want to promote some stuff that you just dropped? Uh, so I guess a few months back, I put out like a track on, here. Of, I guess. Here's Mark Sonquad. Yeah, so that that mix right there is for a label called Causal Chain. Shouts out Nella, um, who runs it. Uh, it's a Montreal label. I did the, this mix for them. That's just some music I had been listening to lately. Still listening to it. That track, Leaking, was on a compilation for that label that came out two months ago. Um, nice. The whole compilation is really good. It's like, I think sort of like half Montreal artists, half like US artists. I, I, honestly, I don't really know where everyone's from, but Canadians and uh, Americans. And nice, yeah, this was dope. I, I listened to this. I mean, all your stuff is dope, but I remember listening to this. D3D is off of a, a French label called Don, uh, Don Records. Oh, nice. Hodge out of, I think she lives in, Marseille. Could be wrong. Cool, yeah. Go on to Mark's uh, <laughs> SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash diversion program. Yeah, I'm sure well, there'll probably be new music sooner than the EP drops on that. Or I'll repost something that I like, or you can just go through my likes and 
liking for yourself or something. All right, cool. And here's Mark's Instagram handle. Check out. Check out Instagram. Perfect. All right, I'll follow you on Bandcamp too. Bandcamp boys. Shout out to Bandcamp. <laughs> Shout out to Bandcamp, keeping the sport of buying albums alive. Definitely. I, anything else you want to say to close out the episode? Um, much, man. Just thanks for having me. It was, it was great talking to you. Yeah, great talking, man. This was a great, uh, great occurrence. I've I've learned a lot, and whenever I do these, it kind of like re-inspires things to think about, you know? Yeah, definitely. It like helps you organize some of your own thoughts that you've sort of had just like flying above there. So you have a, uh, something to put into. So yeah. definitely, definitely, man. All right, guys, we'll subscribe to uh, Best Music Producer Podcast on all streaming gangs. And uh, it's on YouTube. It'll be on my YouTube. It's, it's on my YouTube. You'll be watching it there. So thank you, guys. Have a great night. Thank you.